Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Love being with family and friends. All the way from Melbourne. Talking about control, I met this guy at the airport and a guy that I've known for quite a while and we just got talking. I think he was a little bit nervous while we were talking. I don't know, he, made, he was just fidgeting and stuff. And he had his glasses, he pulled his glasses out and he, he was cleaning his glasses. And we're talking for about like half an hour and he kept cleaning these glasses. I'm thinking, dude, they're clean, they're clean. Like, you know, how clean can you get them? But I, he just wasn't, you know, he was just, anyway, just cleaning glasses. This church is real and it's so integral. No hidden agendas to this church because of the mum and dad that you have. And uh, we know that you know, there's lots of transitions that are happening across the world in different churches and people giving up churches and moving on and doing other things and whatever. Um, but when a pastor or pastors take on a church, of course, after a couple of years, it becomes a church that God has given them and it's their responsibility to hear from God for the church, for the vision of the church, corporately speaking, not individually, but corporately speaking. And of course, this church doesn't just come together, doesn't pull together just because it happens. It happens because there's a strategic couple in this church that allowed that to happen. Their name is Tony and Kath Rainbow, and we love you so, so much, and we thank you for what you do and what you give to the body of Christ as well, because you guys are amazing people, and uh, we never take you for granted. You've, you're in our lives, and we, I can call you at any time with a drop of a hat, and uh, Tony usually calls me back in about a week. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> I think one of the real challenges uh, in our Christian living is really learning to truly understand the topic of religion versus relationship. Tony, Pastor Tony spoke about that this morning in communion. Um, I'm an evangelist at heart, and of course people are always asking the difference between um, a relationship with God as opposed to laws and rules and regulations, and knowing that if I come uh, into the purposes of a God, if I come into the church, what does that look like? What laws what do I have to give it? Do I have to give up smoking? What, what, do, I have, what do I have to do? to get close to God because there's things that I'm not prepared to do yet. And so, of course, people are always asking, what, what, what does that look like once I receive Jesus? Meaning that there's a big difference between following God out of a relationship opposed to following him out of laws and rules and church philosophies because every church has got their own philosophy, of course. Yeah. Truth is, whether we like it or not, as humans, we seem to have this dependency to always rely on laws and rules and principles that we can follow because it keeps us safe when there are no laws and rules, or we, we feel a little bit vulnerable to that, and of course, we'll get, get a little bit worried that we're not doing the right thing. But when, once we start placing laws and rules on ourselves, uh, that's a challenge as well, because if we break those laws and those rules, we can feel guilty and feel condemned and have condemnation on our lives, just like a diet. You know, we, put it, we, we start the diet Monday. Who knows that Monday's a good day, time to start diets? And uh, come Tuesday, you know, we're, we're running strong, Come Wednesday, we, uh, we forget about the diet and then we start feeling a little bit guilty so we think, oh, what's the point? Let's just eat. <laughs> Whatever. Put laws and rules on ourselves and religion does that. Brings guilt and disappointment. Yeah. That's why relationship with God is so important. Hearing God's voice is so important into our lives. So if you're new this morning, we're, int- not int- we're not introducing you or we don't want to introduce you to laws and rules and regulations. It's not what we're about. We want to introduce you to the purposes of God because God knows you and he can speak to you very clearly and concisely. He does a good job at doing that. And of course, that's what we do 
And that's how we roll as Christians. We want to hear his voice. It's his Holy Spirit that brings growth and correction to us. When we want to change people's lives, that's a problem because we're never going to be there every step of the way making sure they're doing the right or wrong thing. But when the Holy Spirit come on changes someone's life, the Holy Spirit will be there constantly all the time, nudging, challenging, talking, you know, doing the things that he does on God's behalf. I love it when he speaks because his voice is clear. And if it's not clear, we've got the Word of God that we can go back to and make sure that we've got proper biblical pattern to confirm. So if we hear the voice, leave your wife today, probably not a good idea. We go back to the Bible and think, no, that's not a good idea. Why? Because it's not biblical pattern. It's not what we... And so we always keep going back to the Word. That's why going back to the Word is so, so important. John 6, 16 and 13 says, but when he... The Holy Spirit is not an it, it's a he, the real person in the God Trinity, the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. In other words, God's voice should bring us to account. It's so, so important. I was part of a church many years ago. I found Christ when I was 17. I was part of a very, very small independent church that had no accountability to no one else and the leaders only heard from God and that's all they heard from. My problem was if, God, if they didn't hear God correctly, we were in all sorts of strife because they weren't connected to anybody else. That's why I love this house because it's so connected to other leaders and pastors and they've got accountability right across the board. We hear for voice for our, Tony and Kathy hear for themselves. They hear God's voice, of course, and they commission the church to do what they, the vision, the, the vision that God's called them to do. But they've always connected to other leaders, always bringing account. It's so so important. So in saying that, I don't have an, an issue with placing ourselves in places of accountability. I think that's very important, and we need to do that. Running closely with people that help us, challenge us, love us, and guide us. Bible says in Proverbs 15 and 22, plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors, they succeed. This morning, I wanna talk to you really quickly, if I can, on the subject of who are you running with? Who are you running with in life? Because the people that you've decided to roll with can and will determine your future. The Holy Spirit does does His job, but people can do their job in your life. It's so, so important. It says a bad company corrupts good morals. That's not evil people, that's just bad company. People that are gossiping and negative and constantly pulling things down and critical all the time. That's bad company. They're not the sort of people that you wanna hang with. You wanna minister to them and grow them and build them and connect them with God, but you don't wanna hang with them for them to deposit something into your life. You're hearing me this morning. Iron sharpens iron. That's why I love, again, hanging with these guys. Over the last two weeks, I've seen and watched, in fact, the world, has seen and watched Pastor Chris be taken from us in that turn of events. But regardless of that, I've seen this church and Ed's church and the churches around come together in camaraderie and in strength and in love and in support and pull together because of this moment because we lost one of ours. So I'm not talking about corporately, I think you guys are doing a great job and I think this church is getting it together corporately speaking. I'm not talking about who this church is running with. What I'm talking about this morning, who are you running with? As an individual, you, the person, your life, who are you running with? Who can you talk to in your life? Because it's so, so important. Listen, friends, I'm losing too many of my mates in the ministry 
because no one's connecting because, oh, what if I say this and that and whatever? See, years and years ago, um, I've been a pastor for quite a while. There's not much you could have said to people because if you were going down the wrong road and you mentioned something, you were scared that that was going to go to that, that person that spoke to that person that spoke to that person. So you just shut down and not say nothing. But today it's different. I don't know, the church has changed, it's changing, we're, we're evolving differently and there's more trust going on and there's more camaraderie going on and we wanna empower each other and, and really you know, applaud each other in, in things and, and cry with people that cry and laugh with the people that laugh and we're about, round and about each other. Things are different. My question is, who are we running with as individuals? Let me put it to you this way. If you disappeared for a week or two as a single person or as a family, if you disappeared, who would know? I know that in my life, if I disappeared with my family, we just took off for a couple of weeks, people would know. People that I owed money to would know. <laughs> Friends would know. They'd ring, they'd think, where the gags has gone? They're flying under the radar, what's the deal? And they'd be getting phone calls and texts and things, I'm sure. My question is, who would know if you just decided to disappear? I've got to extend a family member, a good, good friend, and says to me, you know, he's the sort of guy that comes into my life, leaves, comes, goes, comes, two weeks, he's there, he's not, he's there, I see him, I don't see him, he's gone. And I said to him, I said, dude, who are you accountable to? He goes, you. I said, me? I don't know where you are. You're there and you're not, and you disappear for two weeks, you come back into my life, you leave, I don't know what's going on. You could be doing all sorts of stuff. I'm loving this, I've got both hands. In the other service, I only had one hand, I only got half a message, this is the right service to be in. Come on. I'm thinking, I don't know, you're not accountable to me. I don't know where you are. Like, you know, he goes, oh, really? But he was accountable in his own mind, but in no one else's mind. And so it's so important that we connect and we know who that is. See, I'm cool with being, for you being private. I'm a private person. I'm cool with all of that. But what I'm not cool with is you staying away, not committed, not connected and not accountable. Not counted with that because, hey, who knows that Jesus is the true vine? Who knows where the branch is? Who knows we're all connected somehow? And we're, all, we're not a branch over here by itself. We're all connected to the main branch. And so we need to be connected. So what, if, when something's going on, the other person knows and there's maybe bigger branches. I don't know how it all works. There's bigger branches, smaller branches. Maybe the bigger branches look after the smaller branches. The smaller, smaller branches look up to the bigger branches. I don't know how it all works, but they're all connected somehow to the true vine. But we can't be disconnected. Church, fellowship, we come together. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Some of you are doing that and you're getting weak. You're pulling away. Things are going on. You're hitting potholes in life and you're disappearing for a minute. You come back in three weeks. What happened in that three-week period? I could have helped you and guided you and taught you what exactly what happened, but you were by yourself and you were moping over here. No, come on. You've got to pull back into church. It's so important. Of course, that's why connect groups are so important because we connect with each other. We know what's going on. And it's so, so important and we're growing and we're building and there's a trust, there's an accountability. I mentioned relationship versus religion in the Message Bible, Galatians chapter five, it's Paul speaking to the church in Galatica. And he says this, I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens when you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects. In other words, you go it alone. You are cut off from Christ. You fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship in the, with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. What matters 
is something far more interior. It's faith expressed in love. You were running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience. This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. Paul's challenge to the church was this. You were governed by laws and rules. I came into your life, I brought Christ to you and I brought relationship to you. And that's why you were growing because Christ come into your life, relationship come into your life, church come into your life. But a little, little bit of this and a little bit of that and week by week and month by month and year by year, you've come out of relationship with people because that's how it starts. And it doesn't, it's not Christ pulling away from you because the Bible says in Romans, my Bible says that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So it's not God pulling away, it's we pull ourselves away from His, gra- from His grace because we pull ourselves away from people first and then eventually it goes down that track and we go back to the very laws and rules that didn't work for us to begin with because we've got these philosophies back. It doesn't work. We've seen it over and over and over. I think we've lived enough Christianity to watch generations grow. And we've seen that, haven't we? Personally, I like to run, run. I'm not a good runner, but I like running. But as I mentioned this morning, uh, I love running with my wife Trish and her sister Julie. They're good runners. Um, Not so long ago, we did a 7K run. I think it equated to about 40 minutes worth of run, and while I was running with them, what I didn't realise was I ran longer and faster than I've ever ran. It was great, because we were chatting and talking, they were having conversation, and Trish said, I just bought this dress. I'm thinking, what? You did what? As we're running, took my mind off where I'm going, and the fact I was tired, I was just worrying about the dollars that she just spent while we're running, and they're having conversation. But the point is, I was running amongst good runners that took my attention, and and I ran further and longer than I ever intended to. Because I was running with those people, I was running with good runners. And we need to be in connection with people because we'll go the distance and we'll go further and longer and there's longevity to our lives if we just stick it out in people. Let me just give you three thoughts. Three for free. Thought number one. Who you allow yourself to run with will determine your course in life. Galatians, Paul says in 5 and 7, he says, you were running superbly, who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience. I believe I'm a leader and I'm a pastor and I love doing that. I feel it's my mandate. I'm doing a little bit of business with some property developing and stuff just to keep the bills paid, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the church. I'm planted at Shakers now. I'm working with Russell and Sam and the team and it's fantastic. We're really enjoying that. Um, and I love fighting for people. I love... Connecting with people. Trish and I have been married for 28 years yet as, uh, as well. And um, you guys are 24, we're 28. Been married quite a while. And uh, so we enjoy encouraging other families and other uh, marriages. It's, it's great. It's really cool when we can do that and really deposit into their lives as people deposit into our lives. And, but the truth is, in my mind, I want to stay as a bit of a soldier, a bit of an athlete in the pastoral realm. Not in the running realm, I'm not that good at it, but in the pastoral realm, I want to stay sharp, I want to be, because I want to be able to help people and connect with people as people connect with me and help me. We're doing it together. We're pulling people up as they're pulling us up and there's this thing happening. Um, but the truth is, I need to be careful who I train with and who I run with. 
I need to be careful of the people that are speaking into my life and depositing things into my life and what's been deposited into me and what's not been deposited into me. I mentioned this morning, Kathy Freeman, great runner, as we know. We don't talk about her that much. Gold medalist, amazing. And I'm sure back in the day, if I wanted to learn how to run really well, I could have gone to one of her training camps and asked her, hey, Kath, can you, can you train me with all the rest, rest of the people? And she may have done that or could have come and paid some money and she would have trained me with the rest of the gang that she trains in those little clinics she used to run and st- those big clinics she used to run back in the day. Um, I, I'm sure I could have done that. But if I said to her, hey, Kath, I'm a pretty good runner. Can I train you? <laughs> I know her response. I, I don't know what her response would be. But she'd probably look at this defined body and think, no. <laughs> Truth is, there's not much that I could have deposited in her life. In fact, some of the stuff that I would deposit would only cause her harm, probably, because of my... <laughs> defaults and things because I'm, I'm not sure how to run properly and how to position myself and how to breathe properly and, and my posture in running. So she'd probably say no. Because I have the potential without even knowing it of pulling her back, yeah. holding her back from the very purposes that she was called to, deflecting her from her true course as the Bible calls it. Remember who you allow yourself to run with will govern your course in life. Listen to me. Kimmy, look at me. Either good or bad. Who you allow to deposit into your life will put into you either good or bad. My wife, Trish, and I are very strategic to the people that we allow in our lives. Three groups of people I mentioned this morning. The ones that we minister to, the ones that we help, the ones that God has called us to and that we can deposit into their lives. We love doing that, it keeps us going, it keeps us firmly in the body of Christ and we're able to minister at that level. And then there's other people that we just hang with, roll with, go away with, do coffee with, solid people, good people, you know, that we can just rely on and just know they're just gonna be good people to us and we can just hang out and be ourselves and not take everything, you know, um, you know, just just be, just you can just roll with. But then there's another group of people that we have that minister to us. So there are three groups of people. One that we minister to, another group that we can just hang with, and another group that minister to us. People that can say to us, no. And we'd be totally fine with that. Say no, be totally fine with that. The specific people in our lives that would say no, we get a little bit defensive, what are you talking about? You know more than me? But then there's people that will just say it and think, I, I, Captain, no problem, I got it, no problem. Go back, pray about it, think about it. Gosh, what did he say that for? Uh, Yeah. Not so long ago, there was a person who um, we had a bit of a challenge with because we, uh, Trish and I, uh, handed the church over to Pastor Paul and Marie a couple of years ago now, but over the last year or two, uh, there's a particular couple, one person in particular that was saying some stuff and, and wasn't happy about the fact that we did that transition and saw that the church was going to go in this direction, it's going in another direction, whatever, and, and so was saying some stuff and it, it's all around and, you know, and Pastor Paul and I pulled the on and I spoke about it and he said, look, let me handle it, I'll go and talk to the person. And so he went and spoke to this particular person and I think brought him into a good place with us. And I think that was cool and that was good. So I thought, great. So when, when Paul came back to 
my home, he said, look, this is what happened, this is what they said, da, da, da. And when he'd said what they'd said, just knee-jerk reaction, just because of the Italian in me, I thought, I'll slap him. I'll so slap him, what an idiot. Now, I don't usually talk that way, I don't think. But this particular time I did, and I let my guard down, and Paul turned around in disgust and said, are you joking? Thinking, what have I done? He goes, mate, I'm here, I'm here, I've spoken to him, it's all good, we're going to sort this out, and you call him an idiot. At the end of the day, he's in the body of Christ, he's a Christian, God loves him, he's gone through what he's gone through, and you've called him an idiot. Have you got anyone in your life like that? Yeah. Can just speak to you and just say, hey, back off. Listen, turn this around. Yeah. You hearing what I'm saying this morning? Yeah. It's so, so important that we've got those people in our lives. Now, I didn't walk away feeling guilty and angry and mad and I can't believe it and he's rebuked me. I thought, okay, that's true. That's right. I'll think about it next time. At the end of the day, he's a Christian. He loves God. He's got his challenges. He said what he said. doesn't matter, but we all get on. We move on. We forgive. We get on with it. And, uh, and so God grew me just in that time. Now, I should have known better, of course, but I, at the time I did what I did, and it was what it was. Number two. Two. Two, two, two. The race you're in is determined by faith in Christ, not reliance in laws and rules. I suspect you would never intend this, but this is what happens when you att uh, attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects, when you go it alone. You are cut off from Christ, you fall out of grace. And what I was saying before, it's not that Christ pulls away or God pulls away, that you allow yourself to pull away because it first starts with people. You pull away from people because of this and that and, and because of this offence and that offence and slowly but surely you're pulling yourself away from Christ. And... Uh, and we pull, out, pull ourselves away. I love running and training with good runners, as I've already mentioned, because they continue to remind you, lift your feet, watch your breathing, come on, pick up your game. You, you know, run in rhythm. Have a good stance when you're running. Breathe through your mouth, out your mouth, in your nose, the other way around, not sure. Through your nose, out your mouth, whatever. Breathe properly, <laughs> not just with your mouth. <laughs> Because otherwise, I'm thinking, man, I'm tired. I don't want to run 40 minutes. Are you joking? 40 minutes? I'm tired. I've had a hard week. I'm going to run 15. That's okay. 15 I mean, 15 just like 40. I don't have to run that far. I'm feeling fit. It's okay. It's cool. And you start talking yourself down. But when you've got people around you running with you, they're saying, come on, pick up your game. Keep running. Come on. It's just around the corner. My wife says, just one more turn. One more turn. This turn never happens. It's like, there's a turn. There's another turn. There's another turn. I'm counting the turns. I said, but you just said one more turn. She goes, there is one more turn. One more turn. And, and all those turns, I've just run 40, you know, 7Ks. Where I'm looking at that turn, I'm thinking, at that turn, I'm stopping. I'm done. I'm finished. But they continue to encourage you. Push you forward. If you're running it alone, it's dangerous because you start hearing yourself and hearing your own conscience. And I keep saying, you know, we've got to self-counsel ourselves. And self-counselling yourself is important. We've got to self-talk to ourselves and just say, come on, pick up your game. But there are times, like last night we went out, Pastor Tony and Kath, we went out together, we had a, a good night and we just spoke of stuff. And, you know, we were just talking and I was even saying some stuff. And even as I was talking to you guys and saying some things, I didn't even agree with what I was saying. <laughs> some of the things I thought, I don't really agree with that. No, I'm going to turn that around. But here's the point. Because I was speaking it out to you, I was hearing it. When you're internally speaking, you don't notice it so much because you're internally speaking it, you're thinking whatever, you know, and it's all going on in your head. 
But when you're speaking it out and you're talking to people, you're thinking, I don't even believe that. No, that's not, no, it's not what I meant. What I meant was, and you redefine and you refocus. That's why it's good to be able to connect with people and meet with people and talk it out and speak. And people that you can just talk with and be yourself with. Come on. So important. John 17, Jesus prayed that they may be one as we are one. I'm running a, 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 the ACC, one of the ACC districts in Melbourne and I've got the opportunity to credential different pastors and do what I do amongst different churches. It's great. It's a, it's a, it's a privilege in what the state's asked me to do. But from time to time, we catch up, I catch up with different pastors. And there's one pastor just recently I caught up with and I just noticed that he wasn't connecting. He wasn't coming to any conferences, wasn't coming to any of the district meetings. He's a really good guy. Got a great church, a couple hundred people doing really, really well. And I said to him, I said, dude, you know, how come you're not connecting and coming into this? I want to connect you with some people. Because I love connecting people, of course, and that's what we do. Um, and he was really, really honest with me. And this is what he said. He goes, Joe, I, want to, I really want to, but I just freeze at these events. I said, what do you mean? I said, you're a pastor, dude. You've got 200 people in your church. He goes, I don't, not in there, I don't. I'm cool and I can connect and minister and help and pray, preach on, on platform and stuff. But when I go into those sort of meetings, I just freeze. I just feel, inti- I don't know, I feel intimidated. I feel like I, I, get, I can't talk. I feel like I'm by myself. No one, people, everyone's looking at me. It's like, man, are you kidding? No. And I was able to help him and guide him. And I said, dude, the next time, which is coming up, I'm going to meet you at the door. We're going to walk in together. All right, and we're just going to connect with people. It's really not that hard. But see, on the intern, he was finding it really, really difficult. And, it's, and, and that's what we need to do for each other. We need to connect each other and, and position each other together. It's so, so important. You know, Pastor R- Russell Evans is, a, as you know, he's a great leader. He's a juggernaut running great things all around the world, he and Sam Evans. And I watch him every, most Sundays if he's at church, we, we, we'll talk, have a conversation. And he's always connecting people with people and that couple with that couple and just Continuing to connect different people together. I know Tony and Kath do that too, and we love to do that. Just connecting people with people with people with people with relationships with relationships. Connecting people, because that's the Bible. Fellowship together, hang together. True vine, branches, always connecting, always pulling in. You know, for years I've connected people, and sometimes those relationships have gone sour because we've connected the wrong people with the wrong people, but I don't know. I've got to leave that to God. All I know, my job is to connect people together. Let them work it out. Let them sort it out. It'll build relationship. So there's nothing like coming into church and not, not knowing people and then walking out the same. And, you know, we need to have at least a couple of friends, two or three would be good. People that we can connect with, that can mentor us, people that we can speak to. It's so important. You're getting the drift of what I'm saying. It's so important. And they're juggernauts are doing that. And we're just seeing, you know, churches raise up because we're connecting people with people. Third one, the race you're running is already marked out for you. Galatians 5 and 8, this detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as it's insignificant. T- I can't tell you how many times I'm running with Trish and Julie and we're running along and, and they're running and they're going the course and I'm looking for shortcuts. I'm thinking, man, how can I get to there? If I, if I go that way, come back around, cut back around, I'll meet them at the same place. I'm thinking this in my head and they're just running and I'm like, man, it's got to be a shorter way. Hey, girls, let's go this way, Joe, just stay on course. Yeah, but look at this, we could just go up and actually if we go up, it's a little bit of a hill, so we'll get a bit of a, you know, just for our calves for the hill, but it looks a bit shorter, Joe, just keep running the course. That would never happen if I wasn't running with the girls. This is what, would, what I would have missed out on. Number one, the discipline, it would have taught me to stay on course. 
I would have missed out on that if I detoured from the course that was already marked out for me. The endurance it would have created. It would have built, it built stamina in you if you continue to stay the course. The perseverance of the run to never give up and keep going regardless. And because I've got these people in my life, I just continue to keep on keeping on and keeping to the plan, the healthy attitude I could have enjoyed rather than scheming that I've taken a shortcut. And when I finish that run, I feel like a winner because I've stayed on course with my friends, my wife and her sister. Let me ask you a question. Who are you connecting with? Who are you running with? Because that is so, so important for this church. Connect groups are so important. I know you run connect groups in church. You call them connect groups. So important to be in a connect group. People know where you are, where you're not. That's not because they want to get into your private life necessarily. They just want to know. They want to love on you and know that you're connected. And so if you've only been in church for just a short time, please connect at that level. It's so, so important. But have someone in your life that can grow you and build you. Like I've said, this is not a negative message coming from a negative connotation because I've lost some friends in the ministry. All I'm saying, it's so important. We need to stay safe. And that's why we come to church, to encourage each other, to know that we're safe and that I can keep coming here year after year after year and just know and see those wonderful faces just going for God, going strong in Jesus' name. Amen? Come, why don't we all stand together? Let's all stand together. Who are you running with? And this morning, I'd like to just pray, if I can, for a couple of different groups, but in particular, that you might, as we pray, that you might start to consider some of those relationships in your life. Three types of relationships. The person that you can connect with, the person that you can encourage as a Christian, as a a follower of Jesus, someone that you can, maybe someone in your street, someone that you're connecting with, someone in church that's not gone the journey or the distance that you have or hasn't been a Christian all that long, that are struggling a little bit in their lives, that you can go and get alongside them and connect with them. Not be pushy, but just, you know, uh, be open and transparent and connect with them. Um, Identify the people that you can just roll with and just be friends with and good, strong, sturdy people, people that are solid in their faith people can go away with and just hang out with and just enjoy life with. People that you can call and they can call you and just whatever. Then identify those people that can say no to you and you can be totally okay with that. Those people that say no. No, don't do that. No, uh uh-uh. We've got the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside saying, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. But we've got people on the outside tapping us on the shoulder saying, "Uh uh-uh, come on. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be where I am today. I do not take for granted where I am. I've got an incredible wife. I love my wife. We didn't fall out of heaven. We've had our challenges, no doubt about it. We're still growing in our marriage and in our lives. We've got three adult kids, a 26-year-old boy, 24-year-old girl, and 22-year-old girl. They're in church. They love God. We don't take that for granted either. Some of my friends, their kids are out at church, and we're praying and believing they'll come back. I look at that, and I think, how did that happen? I know how it happened. It happened because I connected with people. I had people in my life speaking into my life when I needed to talk, and I didn't know, and... Mark would, my son Mark was a police officer now and um, when he, he would, growing up he would ask me all these questions and I didn't know the answer. I'd go and find out. People that had gone before me with their kids and I'd say, you know, whatever. Yeah. You've got to be connected. Yeah. Come on. Let's all close our eyes. Let's all just pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your love. Father, we're in church because we want to be safe. We want to stay safe. 
But we more importantly, we don't want to follow laws and rules. We want to follow your principles and we want to follow you. You had a relationship. We want a relationship with you, God. But we want a relationship with people as well. And Father, sure, there are people that have hurt us. There are people that have mucked us around in the past. But Father, I pray that you'll just allow us to forgive those moments and those people and allow us to find people that we can connect with people that we can grow with, people that can speak into our lives. Father, some of us in our marriages, we need support and guidance. We're going it alone and we're not to. It's naughty. We need to connect with other families and other strong couples that can just guide us and keep us safe. Father, I pray for this incredible church at Victory. I thank you for the support of this church to Lisa and the kids and the Guglamucci family over these, this period. I thank you so, so much. We so look on in awe of what's happened and how it's been rolling out. It's just amazing. But Father, we just pray that every individual in this church would just begin to connect with somebody. That as we leave this building today, it's not just another message, but it's something that's been deposited in our lives that will be strategic about this in Jesus' name. Maybe there's some people here that have never had the opportunity to receive Jesus, never ask Christ to be their Lord and their Saviour. I want to just say that becoming a Christian doesn't happen by default because you went to church one day or because you grew up in church. Loving Jesus, becoming a follower of Jesus happens because you strategically ask him to be a part of your life. Wonderful thing I love about God is he doesn't kick your door down. He knocks on your heart, on the door of your heart. He knocks and he says, whoever opens the door and lets me in, I'll go in and I'll fellowship and I'll spend time with that person and we'll become one. It's not like the devil kicks the door down and manipulates his way in. No, he's a gentleman. And he's asking some people today, if you've not, not got a relationship with Jesus, he wants you to be a part of his world, his life, his kingdom. He wants to be a part of yours more importantly. Hey, what do you got to lose? You got everything to win, everything to gain, nothing to lose. It'll be the best decision you've ever made in your whole life. It'll change your world. It'll change your world if you just allow Jesus to come into your life. Maybe you're here this morning and I'm not gonna do the hand lifting or bring anyone to the front, but you know who you are. If you know that you're not right with God, you know that you lay your head on the pillow every night and you're not sure whether you're gonna be in heaven if something was to go wrong through that night, then you're probably not right with God. I just pray, we're gonna pray a prayer and I ask that you would pray this prayer with me and with the leadership team and then after the service that you'll be integral enough just to go to one of the leaders and say you know what I prayed that prayer when that guy was saying it and I just felt that God came into my heart and we can explain the journey of that and what, what, that's, what that looks like so let's just all pray together if that's you you can pray it in your heart pray it out aloud whatever come on Holy Heavenly Father I thank you for your presence thank you for your goodness thank you for your love to me Lord Jesus, forgive me of my past as I step in to future with you. I love you. Become a part of me as I become a part of you. I receive you now in Jesus' name. Together we all said amen and amen. Love you. Love you so, so much. Hey. Who are you running with? Come on. To run with someone, amen? Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 